Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Dobberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. If you've listened to this podcast or read my writings, you know how much I love music, particularly the music that I grew up with from the 60s, 70s, and the early 80s. I do try to pay attention to contemporary music today, but I don't get very far with it. There are some songs and some performers that interest me, but I still go back and listen to the old songs the ones I knew as I was growing up. And there are so many of the performers of those songs, so many of the musicians, the singers, that continue to move me. And one of those was Meatloaf. Now, I have to say right from the start, I'm not as avid a Meatloaf fan as some are, and certainly not as much of a Meatloaf fan as I am of other performers during that era. But when I heard of Meat Love's death this past week, it really touched me because he was a phenomenal performer. And some of his songs were just among my favorites. The songs are what I really want to speak about in this episode of the podcast. Again, he was a great performer, but I'm interested in the songs right now. And many of the songs that Meat Love made famous were written by a songwriter named Jim Steinman, who died last year. Jim Steinman's songs, in my mind, are just fantastic. And they play right into what I lovingly call the curse of the rabbinate, although it applies to clergy of any faith, I'm sure, which is that you can't listen to a song or watch a movie without thinking there must be a sermon in there someplace. And while sometimes you really have to stretch yourself to find a sermon in certain songs, with Jim Steinman's songs, you don't have to go very far because they are so touching. And they seem to seem to reach a point, they seem to touch a point that, that, that allows you to take the words of the song and relate them to other aspects of your life other than the ones he was speaking about. I did this with Jim Steinman's song that Meatloaf made famous, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. If you read my book, The Long Way Around, Stories and Sermons from a Life's Journey, you saw that there's a sermon based upon that song which is a discussion of the book When Bad Things Happen to Good People by Rabbi Harold Kushner, my teacher. I'll probably dedicate an episode of the podcast sometime in the future to the ideas I brought up in that review of that book and that discussion of this very difficult issue and how I related it to the song Two Out of Three Ain't Bad, but I don't want to go into that now. I want to talk about two other quotes that I got from Jim Steinman's songs that were really the basis for sermons or for ideas. And the first of them comes from the song Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Now, if you know that song, you probably imagine that it would be very difficult for a rabbi to give a sermon based upon Paradise by the Dashboard Light, and I really didn't. I just picked one line out of that song, which just continues to strike me as so, so simple and yet so profound. And you might miss the line because it comes at the very end of the song. Even if you know the song very well, you may not recognize this line because it's sung at the very end. It's sung over and over again as the music fades. Simon wrote, It was long ago, and it was far away, and it was so much better than it is today. It was long ago, and it was far away, and it was so much better than it is today. 
When I heard that line, the first thing that came to my mind was that this could be a mantra, this could be a, a, a quotation that typifies a lot of people's reaction within the Jewish community to Jewish life. It was always better in the past. I think our people have probably been, say, been saying that since the day after the revelation at Mount Sinai. It was always better in the past. And our tradition even teaches that to some extent. There are these lines, if our ancestors were giants, then we are mere human beings. If our ancestors are human beings, then we're like grasshoppers. That, that we call this in the tradition, the generations to begin to, 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 to uh, dwindle as we go along in terms of quality. And I suppose that in certain senses this is true. We can point to a lot of indicators. We'll talk about how less intense Jewish life is, how Jews are less educated than they were in the past, how synagogue membership is less of an issue for families than it was in the past. And all of those things may be true. But when we stress the fact that it was so much better than it is today, we are ignoring what is better today than in the past. And there is so much in Jewish life today which is more positive today than it was even a generation ago. Jewish communities are more inclusive. People who come from different backgrounds, people who are in different family situations, LGBT individuals, well, whoever, whatever we are talking about, there is a place in the Jewish community for people who otherwise in past generations we're, we're, we're not comfortable within the community. There is, thanks to the internet, an opportunity for people to be exposed to Jewish learning, even if they're not near a synagogue, even if they can't go to, a, to lectures from a Judaic studies department, you can hear them online. And you can access Jewish texts online. There's a great website, Sepharia, S-E-F-A-R-I-A.org, which has all the traditional Jewish texts, most of them in translation, which you could not access unless you owned an extensive library. It helps to have a teacher. It helps to be in a class using the material. But even just on your own, you have this opportunity. And when we talk about Jewish communities, we talk about people being, access, being able to access Jewish perspectives on, on, on different issues that were not part of the menu, so to speak, offered by Jewish communities in the past, whether it be environmental issues, whether it be social justice, justice issues, whatever it is. And synagogues, instead of just having an Orthodox, conservative, reform synagogue, there's Jewish renewal, reconstructionist, different versions of conservative and Orthodox and reform Judaism, independent minyanim, all of these different different opportunities if you live in a large Jewish community, and if not, that you can access again online. And during COVID, we've seen so many people turn to attending services online, and I think that's going to continue, even God willing, after COVID ends. The point that I'm making is that, yes, there are certain indications that we should be concerned about the future of the Jewish community here in America and Jews throughout the world, absolutely. But if you look at it from the other perspective and you look at the opportunities that are offered now in the wide variety of Jewish life, I would not say that it was so much better than it is today. I would say we're in a very good place today. And I hope you'll take advantage of that and look with optimism 
at what we see in our Jewish community. So that was one line from a Jim Steinman song, and now another one. Jim Steinman wrote a song which Meatloaf performed beautifully called Rock and Roll Dreams Come Through. But there be no mistake about it, he's writing about rock and roll music. And he's talking about how meaningful it can be to individuals, how we should hold on to that music. And as he says, it can get us through the night. He talks about the fact that someone must have blessed us when they gave us those songs. And I love this line, the angels had guitars even before they had wings, that somehow this music is, is just fundamental to the world and to our relationships. I love the song, but the first time I heard it, I immediately started to think that he could be talking about something else. He, he is talking about rock and roll music, but we can hear it as being talking as talking about something else, anything that is critical in our lives, anything that moves us, anything that touches us, anything that we can hold on to as, and, and is meaningful in our lives. And to me, he could be talking about Torah. He could be talking about Torah study. Listen to the words, someone must have blessed us when they gave us those songs. If you hold on to a chorus, it can get you through the night. These are words that just, that just resonate with me. How, how much has Torah study meant to our people? Getting us through difficult times as a people and as individuals. That we can always turn to these texts to support us, to help us, as the song says, to keep on believing, to understand the fundamental connection between the words of Torah in the deepest yearnings of our heart. I love that song. And I love the fact that he says, there's always something magic. There's always something new. He's talking again about rock and roll music, but to me, he could be talking about Torah because Torah study is magic. There's a magic, especially when we come up with something new, when we come up with a chidush, a new interpretation. There's always something magic. There's always something new. And when you really, really need it the most, he continues, that's when rock and roll dreams come through. And I will say to you, it's when we really, really need it the most that the words of Torah can be our support, can be our connection. This song talks about the magic of rock and roll music, but to me, as magical as I think music can be, I hear it as talking about the magic of Torah. And I hope that over the course of this podcast and in other opportunities you've had to learn Torah, you sense the magic that Torah study can bring. I love that song. And because I love it so much, I want you to hear the last chorus of it. Rock and roll dreams come through. Meet love singing the song of Jim Steinman.
The beat is yours forever. The beat is always true. And when you really, really need it the most, our music can help us through tough times. And as Jews, our study of Torah, magic, and bringing a new emphasis and a new inspiration for our ancient dreams can always come through. Until next time, thank you.